the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, big week. Many things happening. It's a great time to be alive. 2020, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> Rescue. I- I don't I'm I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh yes. No. Taylor Swift has returned. Didn't even know that that was a thing I could pray and hope and dream for. But yes, my energy levels are high. My excitement is, you know, peaked. I'm it's just a good week, you know, and we have so few of those in this the year of our Lord 2020. So I'm just basking in its glow. I mean, I guess this is okay, but like, <laughs> remember back a few weeks ago when, I don't know, like Palm Springs came to Hulu? I think that was probably just as good. That was your folklore moment? Uh, An no. Andy Samberg movie? I haven't, I haven't had a folklore moment yet. I'm <laughs> waiting for one. Yeah, your time will come, maybe, you know. I mean, I Beyonce's think. supposedly going to be dropping this... Uh, Oh, yes. Visual, visual album that goes with an album that was a movie soundtrack for a movie that came out a year ago. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit tougher to muster up the same amount of enthusiasm <laughs> for that, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll somehow end up justified as a favorite movie of yours and uh, take the number one spot in our 2020 roundup. As you How dare you? What exactly constitutes How film? dare you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, We have a review. One of our lovely fans left us a review. And this is truly, like, the most (laughs) scorching compliments I think I've ever read. Like, this is is a master class. This is a master class right here. Yes. Nicole Fifth said, love them. Five stars. Okay. Seems like we're going places. If you feel like... You're hearing the same five takes in the same two smooth, trained voices. This isn't for you. But if you want to hear some interesting takes from someone who sounds like your friends, subscribe. It's all the pop culture you need. So, like, is this review a read that our voices aren't smooth and trained? Is this a compliment? I don't know. It's funny, but they sound ugly. To be fair, my voice okay. is really annoying. Although, I, I'm interested if you have had this same phenomenon, Shelby. Like, mm. pre-podcast, I hated the sound of my voice. Like, absolutely hated it. You know, you'd hear it, like, on a voicemail or something, and it was yeah. just, like, nails on a chalkboard. However, after doing this podcast for two years and editing all of the material, I've heard myself now so much that it doesn't really bother me like i hear my voice and i'm like oh Oh that's my voice wow we've accomplished something we've gotten over your voice dysphoria i'm so happy for you has that happened to you or you were just always into your voice from the start Uh, no i mean i definitely hate like hearing hearing my voice i i don't think i have a bad voice but there's something like very jolting when i wake up to the sound of my own voice because my husband's like listening to the podcast like getting ready to go to work and i'm like what (laughs) What's happening? Uh, turn it off. Or when he wants to listen while we're in the car together, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a personal journey for me. I'll listen when I have the time. So I think I'm still trying to get to a point of, of comfortability with, um, with the playback. But I like the reminder that there are podcasts out there <laughs> doing it differently than us. Um, 
I frankly don't like listen to a ton of podcasts, but when I do, I am always like, wow, these people are like very polished sounding. They've prepared their notes. There's there's a lack of um uh our energy levels just hit a different high than most. <laughs> most well, we're a conversational podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> and a lot of podcasts are scripted <laughs> high high production levels they're coming from people who went to journalism schools like what is that we are of the people here yeah, providing exactly. you regular thoughts and and nicole fifth said that these other podcasts are giving you the same five right. takes over yeah. and over again yeah. and i don't think anyone could say that we are anything <laughs> close to predictable on our podcast that's true that's our bread and butter is just uh the most outlandish opinions, you know. Find me another podcast that thinks Eurovision is like Oscar worthy. You know, that's what oh, you're dealing with here. That's not really a hot take. I think <laughs> I've seen that a lot on Twitter. So, okay, no, but I appreciate the review, the good feedback. You know, it's it keeps us humble, but it also strokes our egos. So it's a uh, it's really just that sort of snarky. Um, a double-edged sword that really is our brand when you think about it. So, yes. Nicole Fifth, thank you so much. We look forward to getting the other 16 reviews we need to hit 100 before our 100th episode on Thursday. So, <laughs> everyone just get to iTunes, scroll down, leave us a review because, like, what else are you doing? Truly, truly. I mean, you're, list- you're there, you're listening to Folklore, like, just... Pop on over and leave us a quick review. But shall we get to the news of the week, Shelby? What do you have for (laughs) us? Well, this really, you know, unknown uh, pop star, she just announced suddenly that she had a whole new album done. And I mean, some people might claim that I'm biased. as I've discussed this artist I wouldn't before dare. on the show. But one must say that um, critics agree uh, that Taylor Swift's sudden dropping of Folklore was a, a welcome surprise. I mean, it's done remarkably well. It's been, a very, it's been a very strange week for me because I literally, like, no one had any idea this was coming. There were no rumors. Like, I have another i have a taylor swift podcast i should i should be in the know on almost anything taylor related and i had no idea woke up to a flurry of instagram notifications and realized within 24 hours we'd get a whole new album in a totally different genre than she's ever done and it's been quite the joy i mean did you what were your feelings when she first announced this you know I mean, I feel like we have gotten a number of these sort of big sounding announcements throughout quarantine, like Parks and Rec reunion and, you know, Beyonce's got a new visual album. And then sort of once you understand what they are, they're sort of like these weird side projects. They're not like a real new thing. They're sort of just like a little snippet of something. And so when I saw that she was releasing a new album, that's sort of what I thought it was going to be. And then, of course, the next question, when you realize that it is a full album, is like, okay, well, what is the quality of this going to be like (laughs) if she's truly done the whole thing in quarantine? So the fact that it was an actual album and that it 
actually sounded like a real album and not like something that was made in someone's basement during quarantine, (laughs) I think was a big step. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you could also look at some of the reviews that have come in and say, like, well, these people are really thirsty at this point they'll take anything <laughs> that comes to them so maybe you need but, to but, but you know... your take on eurovision isn't at all affected by uh by uh, no, your, oh no oh no of course not yeah. of yeah, course yeah. not shelby <laughs> yeah. you're able to differentiate the two in ways that yes. uh, professional mm-hmm. critics can't yeah. I understand. my I mental understand. health has not suffered at all yeah, during yeah. this quarantine <laughs> and so i am yes a very nuanced rational critic of the arts as always Mm, of course of course yeah i mean it was uh exciting 24 hours and she you know i mean taylor Swift started in country but sort of pop country and then transitioned to a hard pop persona in 1989 which she's really stuck to um with a few sort of i mean genre bending songs ish in various albums but this was her first album labeled as like alternative um, indie. It was done mostly in partnership with Aaron Dessner from The National, as well as uh, Bonnie Vare is featured on one track. And then Zach, I mean, whoa. <laughs> and then Jack Antonoff does a few tracks. Zach Efron well. <laughs> is featured <laughs> yeah. on a track. Yeah, yeah. Two Worlds Collided. Um, Such a shame that she yeah. didn't bring back the Dixie Chicks to do background vocals I for know. her like they did in the last album. I know. What could have been? But I mean, we'll probably we'll probably do a whole episode on this because why not? <laughs> so I can't like get really into my thoughts and feelings about this album right now. But suffice it to say, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a very accessible piece of new music for people going through it right now. Like it's not like lovers cheery candy corn pop you know and this really has some of those emo vibes you you crave in a quarantine phase so i think there's a chance there for people who maybe don't always love taylor swift to give it to give it a go i will say this it is not nearly as good as the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> soundtrack, but that is a bar that nothing can top, really. Right, yeah, so. yeah. Right, yeah. We all have our weaknesses, so. Um, speaking of big news and sort of a crazy news cycle, I'm sure you've been following this closely, Shelby, but Big Brother 22 <laughs> All-Stars is coming to our TV starting on August 5th. Which is wild because, uh, you know, coronavirus is still alive and Mm -hmm. happening. And yet we are going to be shooting this live television show uh, that, you know, airs three nights a week on CBS. Like, it makes sense why CBS is going to this. It's usually a summer show and it's a lot of hours of content for them (laughs) so they can fill up some of these slots. But it was very interesting when the news was released and CBS Forever, the press and tech geniuses, uh, accidentally let the news leak that this was coming and that it was an all-star season by updating their merch website with <laughs> a Big Brother all-star mug that everyone was like, um, wait, is the show coming back? Is it all-stars? And then the press release came out like two days later once they had, you know, flubbed it with the mug. Uh, yeah. Are you excited for this? Are oh, you going to watch I, this season? Yeah, no, I definitely am not. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. I mean, 
if we could just rewind, didn't they didn't they cancel a season of Big Brother early because of coronavirus? Yes. So, so Big Brother like, nah. Big Brother Canada <laughs> 8 was oh, okay. canceled like halfway through. That's the difference, yeah. Yes. And yeah. now this is the US Big Brother. However, right. there has been so much drama behind the scenes that you know has coming through like a source in production or like a friend <laughs> of the family or these various all-stars themselves because a bunch of them were flown out to California for COVID testing. <laughs> Because, I mean, the gist of Big Brother is that all these people are trapped in a house together. So theoretically, if they can, you know, sort of quarantine the... If if nobody on the cast has it, they won't be getting it in the house. And then the production people will have to quarantine, I guess. But that's sort of also a separate thing. And probably a lot of what they can do, they can do from home now. So they flew out all of these people. And I think some of them have been like dismissed because they had coronavirus or coronavirus symptoms. So then they've had to sort of go to maybe like B-League type all-star people. (laughs) And then there's this rumor going around that a bunch of the other people on the cast or who were going to be on the cast sort of were coming up with pregame alliances with each other, like making deals over social media. So they got another former cast member to sort of like go under as a mole and try to suss out who was cheating before the game started. And then those people have now also been removed from the cast and new people have been subbed in. So it's really a wild world and they've had to push back the cast announcement now a couple of times. So we don't know who is going to be on the show and the show starts in like a week. Yeah, no, I mean, The Bachelorette, um, they started filming a couple weeks ago, I think following similar things like so it's Claire Crawley's cast. They're all they all flew to California. They had like a few extra men as possibilities. They all tested uh quarantined for two weeks and are now filming all at the resort this la quinta which is not the (laughs) la quinta brand it's just a fancy resort that's been built in la quinta california and so they are (laughs) they're taking i was gonna say i think i stayed at la quinta for like my uh grandpa's funeral so in like dayton ohio highbrow yeah and so they're currently yeah they're just it's a huge resort so the entire season is just going to take place on this resort which is very 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 odd and they're all like oh yeah we're following covid restrictions like it's they've all been quarantined they're the only people they'll interact with so hopefully nothing will happen but they'll continue to get tested throughout and it's gonna be weird to watch these sort of corona reality shows i mean Big Brother, maybe not as much because, like you said, they just sit in the house anyways. But Bachelorette tends to be more, you know, dramatic dates and airlifts and <laughs> and lots of making out and hot tub time. So, yeah, I mean, it should be done filming by, I think, like, like September. Like, it happens really fast. And so then it'll premiere, I think, in, like, November or December of this year, if I remember the schedule correctly. But... Well, I mean, if they're not going anywhere and all of the dates are like, we're going to play ping pong in the rec room, (laughs) then it does feel like they should be able to get through it quicker. Maybe this will lead to some actual more content of the people getting to know each other if they have to showcase less of the sponsored brands that they have, you know? 
Like if there's less Ooh, music true, acts yeah. coming in and less like, how great is Cleveland? Let's have a five minute montage of the best parts of the city. Then <laughs> we'll get more actual one on one time. Who knows? Yeah, I love that you're saying we. Are you planning on watching? Uh, here's the thing, Shelby. <laughs> I feel like is as Corona continues and you and I are searching desperately <laughs> for content to cover on this podcast that I am somehow going to get roped into watching another <laughs> season of this. Yeah. And, you know, I think the sort of quarantine train wreck mm-hmm, factor mm-hmm. where inevitably someone on the cast is going to get COVID and have to be pulled from the production <laughs> and is going to cry a lot. I'm sort of more excited about it than yeah. I normally would be. No, that's also fair. no hometown visits, which are the worst part of the show. I think. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that. I wonder what they will do. I mean, do you think they'll do like a Zoom, Zoom? call? Yeah. Oh gosh, Very never un-brand. mind. I'm out. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of things that have gotten, you know, that Corona is making a mess of. The we've talked about this a billion times before, but the tenant release date keeps getting moved <laughs> no. around, and they just released again today that oh it gosh. will be coming out at the end of August in like globally Mm -hmm. and then it will be playing in select US cities Labor Day weekend which a lot of people have been like what does select cities mean because most (laughs) cities theaters aren't opened so it's like where are they going to be showing like North Dakota or someplace (laughs) yeah so I don't know I want to believe it but I just doubt everything you know it's like okay fool me once and now we're on to like fool me seven times i don't know yeah something like that the i mean it does sort of make sense now that oh cases are down in other parts of the country they're starting to open back up so like sure the movie can play there but as we saw with the u.s that doesn't when things open up that doesn't mean that the cases are going to stay down so you could I mean, easily I have see faith in the in the world, you know, most well, of the countries have handled it pretty well, <laughs> pretty differently. Yes, but I think at the same time, like as things open up, there's going there's the possibility of it getting worse places. And with over a month before this is supposedly going to come out, you could mm. easily see cases in some places going back up and them having to say like, OK, well, never mind. We're not actually going to show it all these yeah. places. But hopefully the cases will continue to go down in (laughs) other countries and in the U.S., but whatever. Um, Gigi Hadid has been nesting. And I don't know if you saw this, but she gave a home tour on Instagram. Um, I mean, Gigi Hadid, you know, a very successful model. She's currently having a child with Zayn Malik of One Direction. Mm -hmm. So... And she comes from huge money. Like, I think he's like a real estate tycoon. I don't know. She's oh, yeah. rich. It's like, it, it's exciting to look at rich people's houses. I I scour the like apartment. Like, I don't remember. What is the magazine that does all these like celebrities? Oh, the Architectural Digest. Yes. Oh, I love mm-hmm. those videos, those tours. It's so fun. Gigi Hadid's though. Um, It was something to behold. She sort of was like, she said that she'd spent all of last year designing and curating her own her own apartment. She wanted to do it herself. She had all these thoughts and dreams and hopes for it. And she 
she's passionate about it you know like oh (laughs) interior design is my passion is basically the meme come to life um because this tour was actually frightening um i don't know if you ever watched trading spaces that tlc show from oh love that where they yes truly terrible things to their neighbors living rooms (laughs) yeah and this felt like some of those art projects like um it's really just you have to see to believe i saw the i saw the like dyed pasta that's somehow put in the like yes in the cabinets (laughs) yeah it's pasta art you guys it's a thing i guess she also has like mismatched couch cushions like artistically done of course and and she in her kitchen has a pool like a bowl of pool balls like like not swimming pool but like a pool oh yeah like like billiards Mm -hmm. yeah just in the kitchen and then in one of the bathrooms she has just like pinned up uh new yorker magazine covers but not like they're not like framed or matted or or even like wallpapered they're just pinned there like just haphazardly just kind of tacked on the wall there's like random things like um uh vintage skis as art or this giant like door-sized pin um that's just leaning against one of the hallways and everything is just there's no centralized color scheme or or design through line you know it's it's just like you, hard you, to know those, you know those uh, i don't know how much you've been on tiktok lately but you know the tiktok videos that are sort of like it's a voiceover of someone kind of giving like fun style tip ideas <laughs> and then the person actually doing it, it's like if your shirt is low cut try wearing another shirt underneath of it <laughs> try putting a long skirt under a short skirt and people are doing it and it just looks yeah. terrible yeah that feels like what happened with yeah. her where yeah. they're like try putting up a new yorker cover as a <laughs> accent piece why don't you do some fun couch cushions and she just did all of it and now none of it was put together Mm, Yeah, none of it works and it sort of reminded me of when I was like 18 my dream was to have a a wall in my bedroom totally wallpapered with starburst wrappers like like actual starburst wrappers I thought it would be so dope like I thought it would be so cool did you attempt it Oh no, because I knew. Were you saving up the wrappers? No, <laughs> but that I was think like you my done it, vision, Shelby. you know. And then I grew up, and I grew out of it, and I realized that wouldn't actually look that great. It would look kind of tacky. Like, how would you fit it into the entire? You know, there's just growth that happens through your life, and for whatever reason, I think since this is the first apartment Gigi has been able to do on her own, conceivably. Um, and maybe also because of the current uh, pandemic and sort of that energy there that kind of drives a person cr- a little uh, wild, she maybe just didn't have anyone telling her no, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I also wonder when I watch these celebrity house tours, like, where is their actual stuff? Because <laughs> everything in the house is a decoration, and a lot of it looks very impractical if you were actually using it in any way, shape, or form, which mm-hmm. I guess sort of goes to the thought that, well, celebrities don't spend very much time in their houses, and they have lots of houses, so they're sort of, you know, most of the time there's no one there. But... Yeah, you watch these videos and it's like, okay, but where is like your 
phone? Where are like your books? Where's I think like, Dakota Johnson. Her her house tour is really really good. Well, she you has limes, that, and she's very you know? into limes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I like Taylor Swift's uh, Vogue. She did a tour of her LA house, I think. And Was that, that the seventy three questions one? Yeah, yeah. So the seventy three questions are it, that's a whole nother thing where it's so stagey and awkward that it's wonderful. You love it when they have a random guest who shows up halfway through <laughs> when they're offering the person who's filming it or supposedly filming it like drinks and things. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just and also you can tell that the whole thing is. I mean, it's obviously scripted, but it's scripted in the fact that like okay, we got five talking points we like need to get in there. I think especially with. Taylor Swift's I remember well, I her just it being her like okay house okay let's stay on well you know <laughs> okay whatever um let's see I do a, the Emmy nominations come out tomorrow or today if you're <laughs> listening to this the day it comes out Shelby do you just have any do you just have anything that you're like I really want this to get nominated I really want this performance I thought we would just do a real quick check-in um I really want Shit's Creek to have its moment um, mm-hmm. I also loved Mrs. America and feel like that's ripe for nomination. For a hot second, I thought you were going to say Mrs. Maisel, and I was <laughs> no. really taken aback. I haven't hit that low yet. Um, and I'm sure there's other stuff. I literally like, can't remember what was this year and what was last year, you know? I feel like time has just warped into this nebulous thing I can't unravel. Yes. So, but. But Schitt's Creek final season yes. is this oh, year. Oh yes. Schitt's yeah. Creek is this year. Yes. <laughs> okay. Schitt's Creek. So that those two are my are my favorite that I remember. I'm really excited for Succession season 2 mm. to be nominated for things. Loved mm-hmm. that even though that feels like 900,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um I really want Hollywood not to get nominated cuz it was terrible. And right now I'm watching Dead to Me, which is really good. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's good stuff. So, yeah, there's things. Things have come out. I forgot. Emmys were a thing that happened. So, I mean, the nominations come out this week and then the awards don't come out until like the end of September. So (laughs) it's a million years from now. And I'm sure that we'll talk about it more. But should we do love it or hate it? Yeah, let's get into it. What do you have? Um, well, it's sort of a downer, but, uh, Rob and I started watching Stateless on Netflix, which is, uh, I've never heard of this. Well, it just came out. It's a new limited oh. series from Australia that was like produced by Kate Blanchett and stars. Um, oh. oh, what's her name? Let me look it up. Marie Yvonne Strahovski, who is. Oh yes. From, from, uh, Handmaids. Yeah. Handmaids and Chuck. And, um, it's this. It's based on a true story of this woman in Australia who kind of has a psychotic break and ends up in a detainee facility for refugees. And so the story sort of interweaves with her journey there, a refugee from Afghanistan, a guard at the detainee camp, and then sort of the politics around this uh, detention center. And so... It's really, really depressing, but it's Ah. very, very well done. And so Kate Blanchett features, because actually the sort of like the gripping part of the first episode is that the woman who has the psychotic break sort of has it because she 
had gotten involved with a cult and was eventually raped by the cult leader. And so that sort of like sends her spiraling. And so Kate Blanchett plays the cult leader's like wife. And, and so that whole first episode is just like so great because you obviously have like two great actresses who just steal every scene they're in and they're sort of just pulling and at each other and like just totally, it's just so good. It's so well done. It's very interesting. And obviously on top of that, you have this really still relevant story of sort of the refugee crisis and our treatment of refugees. And this like was based in a story that happened in like 2005. So unfortunately, this has been going on a long while, but I think it's a really well done show that kind of highlights um, the problems that persist. Well. If you're looking for something more cheery, you could turn to I'll Be Gone in the Dark about a serial killer and rapist. Yeah, you have options. Which I have been watching on mm. HBO. Uh, it's based on the book by Michelle McNamara, which I feel like I might have talked about on the podcast before because I read it a couple of years ago and was obsessed with it. Mm. It's a memoir that's about this serial killer named the Golden State Killer who sort of uh, ravaged California in <laughs> nice both San Francisco choice, yeah. and and the Los Angeles area for uh, decades and was never caught. And about this true crime writer in the 2000s Michelle McNamara, who was trying to solve this mystery by going through old case files using like new, the new technology we have and just basically hunting around the internet, seeing if she could like piece it together. Because yeah. if someone has committed 50, 60 crimes, you think there has to be a clue somewhere in there that now, given the technology we have, we can solve. Mm-hmm. And so the HBO documentary series both follows her trying to uncover the case as well as the original crimes that were committed and then also her writing this book and trying to tie all of it together and it's really well done and really interesting and also it features Shelby and I's old boss and scenes from our office Mm -hmm. so you know it's very it's very interesting to watch that little factoid really impressed my mom and dad when I told them and they were like oh Oh, so fancy. I think what they actually said, because they're watching it too, and they're like, I was like, yeah, actually, that's like, that was my boss. That was my office. And she's like, oh, Dave, that's my dad. She's like, remember how we said that that, that office looked too fancy to be Shelby's? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. It, it, it was very interesting watching the scenes uh, that were shot in our office because back, <laughs> you didn't work there when the filming was happening, but the no. rest of us like all got two days off because they came in and they filmed in our office. And working there, you're like, okay, they completely changed things around. <laughs> like there's stuff on people's desks and tables that aren't yeah. from their desks and tables. They definitely just walked around the office and sort of like picked up things that they thought would look good in the background of spots. <laughs> so it is interesting in that (laughs) yes it's like our office had these sort of ugly throw pillows nowhere to be seen on the couch even though they're (laughs) filming on it's like there's two other throw pillows that i have never seen before must have been purchased exclusively for this shoot so it 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 was sort of fun to watch that aspect of it but it is a really good show and we've been enjoying it and i haven't read the book i obviously 
knew a lot of the story, um, but I'm really excited to see how these last couple episodes play out. You should read it. It's good. And you just like rip through it. Um, (laughs) Another interesting word choice, but (laughs) okay. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I'm just, you know, (laughs) trying to use colorful language and it happens to be violent. (laughs) It's fine. It makes sense. That's what you're that's what your mind is on so yes yes um okay well that is i think all that we have for this episode we'll be back on thursday with our 100th episode which is very exciting and shelby and i have some fun things planned for it so yes and of course, you can always leave us a review, leave us a, you know, sort of witty, scathing review that both critiques us and compliments <laughs> us at the same time. You can follow us on social media at PSU Wrong, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.